You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Drinks with Johnny. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Sam Hawkins, and Bryant Roses, a folk singer. I've been doing it for... So, I read this. We'll get right off the bat here. Like, it says that your music has spanned over 20 years, and uh, I was wondering, has it always been the, the, the folk stuff that we get on social media, or what, what, um, what's that journey been? Yeah, I mean, 20 years, I mean, it's, I think that's a generous a way to put, I mean, I'm, I've not been a professional musician for 20 years, okay. but um, I mean, I've been writing music for that long, for sure. Um, I definitely had, uh, I mean, I started in high school, I was in a band called the Moon Traps in high school. We were like nice. a Blink-182 Weezer band, you know, I think that's what we were, that's what we were doing, essentially, Rad. is trying to write. Weezer songs <laughs> tell, tell, um, sound a lot easier than uh, than they are to to write, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was in band. I mean, that's where I just got the idea to even like write a song. I was there was a friend of mine that was kind of started out writing, uh, writing the songs for that band. I was just like, oh, I I think I could do that, and um, that's where I, was, I probably was like, yes, yeah, sixteen when I wrote my first song, and I've just been been writing and really recording ever ever since. Um, but yeah, the whole, the whole Instagram, TikTok thing, that is very, uh, that's very new. It's a very new thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, how did that happen? Yeah. If you don't mind us asking, just like, it looks like you were doing the folk thing. You started with punk. You had the, just for the listeners at home who may not know you. Uh, I personally found you originally, you did some rag covers of some punk hits that, you know, we're fans of from Rancid, Blink-182. And yeah, Ruby uh, Soho cover know. was pretty, pretty Oh my God. That thing is spot on thank you thank you uh was that just kind of a fluke you you definitely have a, a certain look that is pretty rad uh retro look uh in your videos so i don't know if maybe you could speak to a little bit about how this yeah came to be i guess a lot of it is is kind of a, a fluke <laughs> to some degree mm -hmm. i uh i mean so i had started out i mean maybe like last year i had like i was saying I'd, i've been writing songs for like 20 years and i'm just kind of getting to this point where I want to, I just wanted to start recording them and like officially like putting them out, you know? Um, really like I've got a couple kids, I wanted my kids to 
be able to have them like that kind of thing. So I started recording and I kind of made this plan to, I, I just wanted it to be more, um, more legit than, uh, you know, just like tinkering around with my guitar. So I started recording mm -hmm. and uh, I put an album out earlier this year. Um, and I started doing it on social media, just po posting things on social media. And I mean, and I, you know, just doing the kind of the covers thing on social media, just to kind of try different things out, different songs. And I mean, the, the Blink-182 song was just, I think that was, that was the first one that really took off. I was, did Damn It. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I was listening to, I just happened to be listening to uh, this Willie Nelson song at the time. Um, that uh, I think if you if you listen to that uh, uh, Willie Nelson song next to my version, it sounds you know you can tell it's very influenced by w Willie Nelson. Mm. Um, but then yeah, that one just kind of that one just kind of blew up, and I did a few more, and you know everyone was just kind of responding to it, and it was it was very cool. Cause, I mean, I grew up with this music, and um, you know everyone kind of thinks their journey is unique, like where they are. But I'm just like, oh, every, everyone else is kind of listening to folk music now too. That kind of you know grew up listening to this kind of like heavy punk rock um <laughs> but yeah everyone just responded to it in a kind of a crazy way it's been so so cool to find all all For, these former punk rockers <laughs> <laughs> yeah that are uh, enjoying uh doing mushrooms in the woods now and uh listening to folk music it's, it's right yeah so now that not not psilocybin is is uh shown to help people out they're okay with uh, getting high and listening to folk music so yeah good for you man that's that's fantastic I also well, we appreciate. Also, I also appreciate real quick, Sam. I also appreciate real um, the cover of Ruby so so much because I'm not one of the guys that went through and read the lyrics. You know, when I was listening mm -hmm. to to these bands, so like I could actually hear what the lyrics were. When yeah, when you do it. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, when I did that, I was kind of surprised by that one too because I had uh, also like other than uh, Destination Unknown, Ruby Soho, I had mm -hmm. no idea what was going on in that song really before. I always pretended Before I did. I, I chewed bubblegum while I was, you know, I did the old like, uh, sing through the yeah, part you can when do I'm it. singing along. You can make it seem like you know what's going on and singing <laughs> along. But yeah, I mean, I was, I feel like I was just kind of as surprised as everyone else on that, on that song. It's such a, it's such a beautiful, tender song, mm -hmm. you know. Um, Have you heard uh, Tim's uh, cover of it um, and his solo project? It's like way more, it's like a reggae version. Yeah. Yeah. I did listen to that one when it, yeah, when it, when it came up. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Awesome. I just think with with the way punk rock is of not having the stigma I had before where it has to be a certain way and having mm -hmm. all these, you know, punk rock guys like we're we're big fans of like Lagwagon and, and stuff and Joey Cape, the singer, has been he's got his whole new career doing just acoustic stuff and yeah. acoustic versions of the song. And it's just such a, a right time and place, as you said. And especially with the Instagram thing, it's just so so strange how things just hit. But did you have that look? For the album that you had and then you just did this random cover or was is this a conscious look that this is how i'm gonna start shooting this i'm gonna get this retro vibe so are you talking specifically about the mustache well the mustache well, that, <laughs> I, that was we already discussed that's definitely a, a day one november mustache right like that's, yeah yeah that's right. how thick it comes in at day one out there in the woods right i'm jealous yeah if you uh yeah this is i think i've already blown everyone else out of the water this uh i shaved this morning so um how it goes. damn man um you, play, you sing folk songs man that's what happens you just get fucking i know no, this is your house where you film yeah this is this is my house yeah you might see those things in my uh some of my videos there do you film yeah. those do you film uh your videos for for tiktok and instagram uh 
right there in your house? Yeah, it's all in in my uh, my little office here, or uh, on my back uh, back deck. That's all. Yeah, just bit in my backyard. There. Oh, How old are it's your all, kids? It's all here. Uh, they're four and six. Oh, okay, oh, cool. so they're not helping you with all that uh, social media stuff quite. Oh yet. no, not 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 quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> No, we've, I'm just I'm like wa- just walking through piles of Halloween candy. Oh, dude, how was uh, your today. Halloween, by the way? Uh, it was. Let's see. It was. Uh, I kind of. I you know I was I was working, so I had to kind of miss mo- most of the fun parts. We actually it was kind of blizzard a little bit here in in Chicago. Oh. Um. So it was pretty. It was pretty. We actually. I think we might still have some like snow on the ground. Uh. Actually, but um. You know they still have fun. It was. It was, it was wild. It's so. Uh, I I don't know about around you guys but the i feel like the decorations have gotten way more elaborate in the last i mean i don't know since like i was growing up anyway yeah a lot of the the king of halloween over here (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah i'm I'm a big halloween guy i've got like a 12 foot witch outside with with lights and i do yeah one of those huge yeah like two-story statue kind of things yeah it's pretty much things are crazy they're yeah they're everywhere yeah i mean (laughs) so i agree with you in that front like but they I feel like a few years ago, though, when I got my, when I first got my house and started doing Halloween parties and decorating it, going to the nines, there was creepier stuff. And now it's a little bit cornier, a little bit hokier, which yeah. I'm okay with. Oh, my, my son's six, so I couldn't get away. I mean, I used to have yeah. guts lying all over the, the front lawn and, and yeah. you know, naked strippers, zombies, and, <laughs> and like everything. Big old devil out front flipping everybody in the neighborhood off. You uh-huh. know, like it was... It was a little bit more adult themed then, but like this had, year, I had to tone too. it down a little bit for the, yeah. the six year old. <laughs> well, I mean, when he was like one, we were still doing it like one and two and everyone's like, yeah, what, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, hey, he's going to be exposed to a lot worse than this throughout his life. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so have you, how you've always done like kind of decorating? We're big for, decorators. Uh, yeah. Ever since. Yeah. Like, I mean, even when we were renting, me and me and my wife were renting not, not too yeah. far down the street. We did as much decorating as we can in a condo, you know? Yeah. And right, then yeah. when we got our first house, like it was, it was, we got it October 1st. We got the keys October 1st by yeah. Halloween. We were throwing our first house party and we, okay. we had rented a bunch of stuff then just like went to town. And then ever since then, every year we decorate for Halloween and Christmas where that house where the neighbors walk by and like, thank you, you know, oh, yeah. the house looks like the kids love the house. And I'm like, that's oh, cool. Yeah. Didn't, it does just make it fun for everyone. Yeah, you used to rent and then they went out of business and you bought out a bunch of stuff. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Uh, I was renting from uh, like they had decorations just like randomly here in Huntington. They even had a storefront for a while and then they didn't have the storefront. We would call and just like, hey, can you deliver this stuff? And we did that for a couple of years. And then the, the chick was like, we're going out of business. We're not renting stuff anymore. My boss doesn't want to store this anymore. So uh, we're going to be at the at the local swap meet. And uh, come on down and grab some stuff. So he went to the oh, swap wow. meet one day, and I just, I just like grabbed a shit ton of stuff. And it only lasted a few years under my watch, though, because I'm not like when there's a company, they're like taking care of it a lot better, you know. And it's like, but yeah. like, for me, it was like store pull away, store pull away, you know. And uh, yeah, oh well, Halloween's, yeah, Halloween's when... big for me. I mean, Sam knows this too. Like Sam was, Sam came, comes over now on Halloween with his kids, and we go trick or treating in my neighborhood. I had a taco guy last night. We had, uh, you know, we have booze, we have tacos and shots for the adults that are walking around, you know, they're like, oh, wow. if they, if they want to partake, you know, like stop yeah. in, grab a taco and a drink and then be on your yeah. way, you know, it's that's super fun. House. That's awesome. So yeah, how was totally it in Chicago be- though? Like, like where are you in like suburban Chicago? Or? Uh, yeah, just outside of Chicago. Okay. Yeah. In the, in a, in a suburb. Um, it was why, like I was coming 
home while it was still going going on and i mean there's it was just insane there were kids everywhere like all like just i i, I don't know again like growing up it didn't seem like that that much like this is so uh, you know so so many people just ev everywhere you know i feel like uh it's just felt like qu quieter i don't know do you have siblings um, uh yeah one 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 older brother um but yeah, it was it was pretty wild. The kids have so much fun, and yeah, the, those big houses where there's just so many decorations, it's just so exciting. Like the kids get so excited about it. Um, and we've done that before, where you know, like yeah, neighbors will have like you know stuff set up for the for the grownups too, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, I didn't didn't get to 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 partake in that this year. Do you? So. Uh, I know when we were setting this up, you said you were just going to have a cup of coffee do you uh drink alcoholic beverages or uh no i'm kind of i was taking uh i was taking a break in 2023 i i feel like uh i i had kind of you know i was doing you know stopped in like january and then all this stuff started to take off and i've kind of gotten a little superstitious about it you know oh i see <laughs> so it might so be the same as, thing as with soon as you have, a, have a drink you know it's all gonna it's all gonna be yeah down it's now. all gonna crumble and all go away <laughs> But the mustache too, because I this is actually a fluke too, because I was um there was I actually went to a friend's birthday. It was like a murder mystery, an 80s murder mystery birthday party. Oh, that sounds fun. Um I forget who I I forget who I had to be, but I needed to have a mustache for it. So I you know, cut a mustache for this party. And then the next day I like I just did this video and it like it blew up. And now I kind of feel like I kind of have to keep it. <laughs> uh, I got a little bit of superstition, but you know, I kind of like it. You know, I feel like my no, it, it fits my, your my, face well. It fits your face well. I'd say, I'll say. Yeah, my my wife's been a little bit more, uh, you know, a little more skeptical of the mustache, but it, it comes and goes. I feel like with a mustache, it's easier for it to to scale up. She and don't down, like you know? the tickler. Come on, man. <laughs> that's gotta that's gotta feel good, right? I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> my I'm jealous. My wife. I literally just grew a beard because I was Nicholas Cage from con air and i barely grew it out and she's just like get rid of that thing yeah like, oh but on. she likes that little dirty thing on your chin does she well it doesn't tickle it doesn't rub her <laughs> when would it give her a kiss she doesn't yeah. doesn't like it and nicholas cage from con air that's a that's a great that, that you were just that for halloween this year yeah yes. so we usually we john has johnny has a party and it's like the best party in the last two years he's been leaving us hanging uh hey it's uh, not just me I've been working busy, right? and stuff like that i guess <laughs> so i'll give you a pass uh yeah but uh no but this year i really want to be nicholas cage from con air for some reason uh even on halloween because usually if it's halloween we don't dress up we just let the kids do the thing but yeah uh, it was a lot of fun so i'm a huge nicholas cage fan so yeah <laughs> yes he he's is. really made a, a a resurgence hasn't he he right? never really yeah. went anywhere if you talk to sam he never went anywhere <laughs> yeah, he never went away <laughs> I did yes. hear I did hear something kind of funny about uh, some somebody else was talking about it. Maybe it was on another podcast or something I was listening to. I don't I don't really remember, but something along the lines of they were making a joke or alluding to, and it didn't seem too far fetched that like, um, you know, he does his big movies where he gets his big paydays, he puts mm -hmm. that money away, and then on all these other ones that he just does like all these crazy roles that like looks like he's kind of phoning it in in some way is all just mm -hmm. like day to day money that he actually spends. Yeah, and pro and they they were alluding to probably on drugs, but I I don't okay. know I don't know the man. 
So there's a method to what he's, there's a, str- a master plan. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of like the Jay Leno thing where Jay Leno never spent any of his money from the Tonight Show. He just, he only did, he only spent his money while he was uh, doing his uh, stand-up tours. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I, I would like that to be the case here with Drinks with Johnny. Never spend any of my Avenged money and do that here. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll get probably there. never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were Johnny. Or I was sending you. Uh, we haven't talked about this, but uh, his son is putting out music now. Did Did you see that, Brian? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, he's doing some like uh, EDM metal thing, and it's really funny because you listen to his son talk, and he sounds exactly like Nicolas Cage. But, <laughs> he, but he sounds does, he, like when he looks. T- what about when he sings? Singing, not so much. But his man, vibe. Is I want. I want a Nick Cage fucking accent on a singer, man. Like, yeah. Wait, so that's your your six year old that's doing this? No, 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 no. He's talking about Nick Cage's son. Oh, Nick Cage's son. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. My son's like, not wow. doing. He makes some songs. Uh, you know, he dances around the house and makes some songs, but he ain't recording nothing. Okay. <laughs> Nick, Nick is Cage's son. Yeah. So, I don't know. And I also saw. I was thinking about you the other day too. Did you guys see that Blink One Eighty Two performed uh, at a Denny's? I did. See I that. heard about yeah. that. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's the same director of uh, White Reaper. That we had talked about uh, oh. apparently directed that. That was his what was baby. his name? He was he he DM'd me. Brandon Mears. Uh, gosh, I'm I'm drawing a blank. I uh, wish I should look it up. Uh, look it up yeah. while 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 we ask uh, while we ask Brian here another question. Yeah, he's got it right. That's uh, that's cool. I feel like Green Day just did something. Green Day just played some small club. Yeah, they did uh, as well. I, yeah, someone was there. Somebody I Not know. Not like a small club is like a Denny's, but you know. Yeah, no. a small venue. <laughs> but I mean, similar. it is Green Day there <laughs> too. Right. You know? Yeah, you did Basket Case too, right? You did a, a full, I did full yeah. version of Basket Case. That's mm-hmm. cool, man. Well, how do you pick these songs, by the way? Like, what, what, what is it? Just songs that you love, well, or is there a specific reason? Well, Basket Case. Uh, well, so Damn It was the first one that kind of took off, um, and. Uh, I was kind of, you know, freaking out about it. Like, I'm like, I don't know what, what do I, what do I do? And I called my friend, uh, Dan and I was like, what do I do? And, uh, he said, I don't know, basket case. <laughs> so I, I don't know. That was just his, uh, his recommendation is just like do another one. I'm just like, Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, both of those songs were just, um, I don't know. I mean, those are just songs that are just ingrained in my in my brain you know i've listened to them a million times um and i mean it's been tough i feel like it, it needs to be songs that are that i just know so well that i can um kind of toy around with it a little bit you know um you know because a lot a ton of people like will make have made requests for certain ones and i've tried to you know get into some new things but it, it just uh, it just turns out in a very a very different way you know um versus one that is just you know baked in my my muscle memory of a song you know yeah um you know because i mean you're never gonna listen to a song again that you grew up with that like really shaped you when you were like a teenager right oh dude you, i used to go back what? to those songs I, every once in a while i go oh, back to yeah. i have full days where i'm just like what do i want to listen to yeah i'm gonna go listen to no facts i'm gonna listen to rancid green day yeah descendants you know lag wagons we yeah. mentioned earlier so it's yeah like, yeah that's all the stuff that how old are you brian uh, th- uh 38 okay we're the same age okay so like that's where it's all coming from too i gotcha I yeah gotcha. yeah it's just yeah that that same time yeah it's so uh i mean and i mean because I, I honestly like don't don't listen to those you know 
regularly that regularly anymore, but have mm-hmm. been kind of revisiting them again. Um, and it's been very it's been very cool to do that with my wife because we've uh, she grew up listening to the same music also, but we never really we were both kind of into different music by the time we like met. So we've been able to like listen to it again together in a, in a new way. So that's, that's been very fun to like have these kind of memories together with her um, in like kind of a, a new kind of way. Yeah. Man. Well, how did that country thing? Did you grow up? Like I had parents who listen to country and I like, oh, I hate country and it was all about punk rock. And then I got older. I'm like, oh, I really like this stuff now. You know, yeah. when you get older, <laughs> you get a more broad range. Is that kind of what happened with you? Or was that, did you always kind of like the folky country stuff? In the um, I, I feel like it was, it was the folk music was always kind of uh, around. I don't think I really got into it until I was a little, a little older. Um, but my, my dad, I remember I first learned to play guitar a little bit, um, like on an acoustic guitar that my dad had. And I remember learning like country roads and like some John Denver and like those oh, kind shit. of things when I was, when I was very little, but I, how I wouldn't old, say how I was old, super. How old would you say when you, when you started picking that up? Gosh, I mean, I, I think I must've been like uh, seven or eight, just like learning some basic oh, wow. chords, you know? That's awesome. Um, that's and a, not, not until like start. high school before I started taking guitar really seriously. That's cool. Um, but yeah, probably, you know, you know, I'd say maybe in like my mid twenties, I started just really getting into, into folk music, probably early twenties. Actually, I just really got into singer songwriters. I was just really into songwriting. Um, and you know, so I just really got into singer songwriters and just people who could articulate something in this succinct way, you know? Um, and you know, country music is perfect, perfect for that. So what are some of the uh, singer-songwriters that you first gravitated towards in your early 20s then? Because I I, I, um, I hear about a few of them, and, and I'll go check them out, and I, I like it, but then I'm not, like, constantly listening to it. So maybe give me a couple yeah. of recommendations. I can go check some shit out. My 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 favorite songwriter is a Canadian songwriter named uh, Hayden, H-A-Y-D-E-N. Okay. I think it's Hayden Desser, but he just goes by Hayden. Um he just like can, he just re- released a new album. Um, he just consistently writes the most like beautiful, thought provoking songs, you know, for like decades now. Um, so I def- I would definitely recommend him. There's another uh, one. Rocky Votolato is a uh, songwriter that I got really into. This was probably I in like the, you know, early 2000s, mid mid 2000s, I guess. Um, or maybe, maybe a little later than that, actually. Uh, but, um, yeah, Rocky, Rocky vote a lot. It was another, another big one. Um, but there are, I mean, there's so many, you know, right. like so many, like, just like folk artists out there. Um, and specifically, I feel like country music's kind of having like a little bit of a renaissance now songwriting wise. I, you know, I feel like there's so many great, I don't know. I, I get the feeling that there was kind of a, uh, country music stigma for a while that it kind of had become this parody of itself a little bit you know maybe like in the 90s maybe like in the 90s it was a little bit like that i feel like yeah maybe yeah maybe a little bit like that but i think the uh you know i feel like the like tyler childers and zach bryan like all the biggest country music you know stars right now are like great songwriters i i totally feel like it was like that last 20 years of nashville going back to like uh big and rich um, th- those guys are incredible songwriters and yeah uh, kind of showed a lot of the ways of like making country exciting again you know which, yeah you know i i well we said before the lines are so blurred with all genres anymore you know i mean good music is good music and the influences come from everywhere so 
I don't think it's really like I have to be just yeah. this anymore. You know? Right. Which is great. Yeah. I, I listened. Yeah. I remember you talking to, I listened to your podcast with, uh, uh, Royal. Royal oh yeah. Uh, Royal Lynn, Lynn. Yeah. I, I remember. Yeah. I, cause you, I think you were talking a little bit about genre on there. And I, I was thinking when I was listening to that, how I was a little, when the, when the punk song started taking off, I was, I was feeling like a little like nervous about like which songs to pick, like which songs would be, you know, like, are the fans going to get mad or, you know, if I choose song, something that strays too far out of like the, uh, out of the punk realm. Um, because I just feel like I remember those lines being so strict when I was growing right? up. Right. Yeah. Like people oh, yeah. get like, like really being mad. A punk, you know? Being a punk fan, you can listen to anything but punk. Even when I was listening yeah. to metal, I was like, don't tell my friends, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I did, uh, my, one of my favorite ones that I'm, cause I'm recording this album right now. And, uh, one of my favorite ones to play is actually, uh, an Everclear song, um, Santa Monica by Everclear. Oh yeah. I think and that was I like one of the like first in... songs I learned on bass. That's funny enough. Oh really? Yeah. Do do. Yeah, yeah, because it was pretty simple. Yeah, <laughs> I was like in sixth grade. And I'm like, I can play that one. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> but yeah, but I think back in the back in the day, like some hardcore punk fans would have some strong opinions about like whether Everclear should be included in the yeah. same place as a rancid song. You know? Yeah. Um, I say no. I, I say no. I, <laughs> but I feel like I feel like j- just my experience with you know everybody everyone everyone seems to have softened up quite a bit mm-hmm. uh with uh those strict those strict lines <laughs> well how does that go with that as far as it's got to be a catch-22 of trying to get ones that you think people want to hear but also like you said say true to what will come out art-wise best for you you know mm-hmm. uh do you do you find yourself trying to chase that and is there any like that you thought we're gonna hit and maybe didn't or vice versa um yeah, I feel like there's definitely ones that I thought maybe were going to hit and didn't, but um, I don't know. I I really just think I need to do the ones that I really that I really like that I'm excited about, <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, I, I feel like sometimes it is kind of uh, you know kind of kind of surprising. Um, like I did a, a few more Green Day songs that I really liked how they how they turned out, but you know, you just never know. You never know with social media like what's gonna be. Oh, dude. Like what's going to take off. And it's just like, you just have no idea. Yeah. Know? I feel like that's been one of the the weird things about just getting, because I feel like before all this happened, I was never, I wasn't even on like, you know, Facebook or anything really. I just was not doing the social media thing. I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like we're like the same age. Like, I feel like we grew up on both sides of the internet, you know? Oh yeah. Where it's like, you know, it's, it may have been like the middle ages in some ways, like <laughs> in comparison compared to what yeah, it is now, yeah. like technology wise. Oh, absolutely, man. I, like, I still laugh when I see all the memes about like the 80s and 90s. And they're like, can you believe they used to have a phone that didn't have call waiting? And fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> used to get busy yeah. signals. And, you know, <laughs> and everyone, everyone yeah. in the house is fighting over the. The, the phone with a cord, by the way, like you always, you got the yeah. long, you got the long <laughs> phone line so that you could be in another room still talking. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's wild. And then to think of where everything is now and you get artists like yourself and some others that are uh, utilizing the social media tool to get their, get their voices heard, which is fucking, that part of it is awesome. Now the other yeah. part of it where everyone's just arguing, just being shitheads, that part sucks, but you know. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. 
Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, peer pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Yeah, it's definitely a a mixed bag, <laughs> to, to say the least. The whole the whole thing. It's it's very, I don't know, because when I started putting stuff out there, I mean, it was just kind of like you know, it's just kind of like a little confusing at first. You kind of think you maybe like think about it too much, you know. Mm-hmm. But then you just realize that you know most people are seeing each one for like two seconds and then scrolling away, you know. Right. <laughs> um, so the stakes, I feel like the stakes aren't aren't as high as it can feel like it is in your own head sometimes. Oh dude, that's, that's the addiction part of it though, for a lot of people. Cause it is there. That is where their voice is, you know, and, and yeah. they do take it so seriously. And I, I understand yeah. exactly what you're saying too, is when we first, I didn't start getting social media until we started doing this podcast. And then I was like, Oh, well, I should probably start that. And uh, yeah, at first I was each, each uh, post that I did, it had to be something funny or something like something worthy, you know? And now I'm just like, yeah. I don't even, I don't even post that much on my own personal one. First yeah, off. and then second of all, when I do, I'm just like, yeah, I don't care how many comments or likes this gets. It's like I'm just putting it out, you know. And yeah. I think that's it's a little bit. I think a lot of people have realized that too. I think it became very serious, and everyone had a lot of stake in in 2020 in social mm-hmm. media, and because that, that's where everyone was living, man. <laughs> like that was, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like yeah, that probably changed things quite a bit. Yeah, and I feel like it's coming back a little bit. People are understanding that it's not that serious. It's it's for entertainment. This, this isn't everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some interesting, uh, I saw the uh, championship wrestler and actor, uh, good actor too, uh, David Arquette follows you. You've had, you got some fun uh-huh. people. Do you have any? Uh... <laughs> Did you just mention him as a, as a world champion, <laughs> which he was in WCW? <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Uh, no, I, I love the reference. I love the reference. Oh, you actually uh, dude, do know a little bit back. about wrestling. He's going to come back. I'm waiting for it. A- you got to give his, give his credits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But have you had any uh, any other ones that have kind of give you a little nod or anything that you've seen uh, um, that you were kind of surprised on? Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot a lot of the bands have kind of reached out to me, cool. um, which has been very, very exciting. So Tom DeLong from uh, Blink like reposted one of, a couple of my videos of their songs, oh, which cool. was like the most exciting day of my life, you know, <laughs> um, it's just like if, you know, teenage me knew that was going to happen, it would, you know, it would have been going nuts. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, like, um, I commented with, uh, you know, the, the drummer from Ran- Rancid a little bit. Um, a lot of them have, have reached out. I think, uh, the, the singer from newfound glory commented on one of my videos that I, I got, one of his one of his lyrics wrong in the, uh, in the song. <laughs> so that was so, uh, hey, dude. <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> 
but that's another thing i've been trying to do if i can like do them totally from uh uh from memory so i i feel like oh. you know i'm trying to try to be be true to that like see if it's that wait, 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 wait. you do them you do them from memory you're not like restudying them and, and and then recording them uh well i mean for the ones i you know some of the the songs like i i just i know the lyrics too you know like i'm never gonna like not know the lyrics to most blink 182 songs you know right um but yeah that that one i i was trying to yeah i was just doing from uh you know doing from memory again and i i, I love how you you don't say he fucked her and you said he and you just kind of hear like disappointment in that like that's that was kind of cool how you, how you did that yeah i uh that was another thing where I was just like, how are people going to, you know, because I feel like, you know, the, the lyrics are important. I feel like the original ones are important. I thought like just aesthetically for the song, it was a little more, uh, it just felt more appropriate. But like, really, I was I, I was kind of going through like the, uh, you know, you know, I've got the, I, my own kids calculus yeah. kind of thing, you know, like because I was, I was thinking I was going to release it, you know. And I wanted my, yeah, I don't know. So, do you have daughters? Just, Is it, I know you have four and six year old. You already said what? what uh, two, two sons, two, two boys. Sons, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just a, that was just the choice I made at the time. No, it works great. I, I, love I th it. yeah, I thought that it, was I, my favorite you know, lyric though. I I will say when I was in sixth grade and that song came out, it was like yeah. I, we did a cover. My I did a cover of that with my uh, middle school band. We did a cover of "Damn It" at the talent show, and I remember like all the girls were like in the front row, and they and we all yelled "You fucked her" at the same time. I got in trouble for it, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there definitely were some uh, some opinions on that one that I that I received from people that were not not happy. You got, about you it, got so. some uh, some snail mail death threats, like yeah, the old, got, like yeah. the old <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Hey, real quick, Brandon uh, Dermer is the director of all those right, videos. Shout out, shout out. Yeah, we'll make sure that we props to him. Prop, but you properly. you also you got all these ones and uh, congrats on way surpassing your kickstarter so you know i know that has been very exciting we're super excited when i say we i mean my my wife and i my wife has been integral in making that that happen with me so uh but yeah thank you very much it was so i really had no idea what to expect again like going back to the social media thing it's like just no idea if you know because it's so easy to follow somebody you have no idea if it's going to be like a real thing that turns into you know, someone actually paying money for something's a lot different than following someone, right? So I had no idea if it was going to be like a total bust or if it was going to take off. And it, yeah, it took off. So that's awesome, man. Well, that just goes to show you too, just proof that you're doing something a little beyond than just making cover songs and things like that. People are really, it's resonating with people. Yeah. And also you're, you're posting a lot of your own stuff, which is kind of mm -hmm. rad too. I mean, some of these people just kind of jump on that wagon of, oh, this is, the algorithm i'm gonna stick with it but you're doing a good job of integrating your own you know songs and style yeah man yeah yeah i've gotten a lot of good feedback on my own songs as well so that, that's been very very fun very just you know very exciting and reaching uh you know reaching people and kind of finding finding an audience a little bit with it so um yeah so my my, my plan my original plan was to release 10 original albums in 10 years that was my like uh whoa my, my stretch that's ambitious stretch goal, you know. <laughs> ambitious when you have yeah four and a six year old um but, uh yeah so i mean again like just my plan to try and get my get a uh a recorded rec you know a record of, of of these songs that i've been writing for the last 20 years um so i'm still 
you know, I'm doing the I'm doing the cover album right now. But then I'm gonna I'm planning on doing another uh, another original one after that. So you record are, all at your yourself, or do you go somewhere? Uh, yeah, all right, right, right to this guy. That's amazing. So what are you? So yeah, that's a good question, Sam. Let's 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 talk a little bit of let's bore everybody with a little bit a little bit of gear talk here. What kind of guitars are you using? What kind of program are you using to uh, record all your songs? Uh, that's a Cordoba. Okay. It's a uh, so I used to play a guitar that my my mom gave my dad a classical guitar when they were in school together in like the 70s. Okay. Um, and I've been playing that for years. Um, but I started I started performing a little bit and you know most classical guitars do not have a pickup or a strap so I would just like hold it in front of a mic, you know, which is gets a little, you know, a lot to kind of think about. So, yeah. uh, I found this Cordoba that is a classical electric hybrid. So it's got the guitar straps and, you know, the, or the, whatever the pegs, mm-hmm. um, and a pickup and everything. So that, that's what I've been playing for about a year now. Was that a um, nylon strings? The, the guitar you started? Yeah, with? it's nylon strings. And this it's one's got also like little, nylon? Uh, yeah, it's, okay. that's nylon as well. Yeah. And it's got a little fatter neck like a classical typically has, but it's got the, I don't know if you can see it, the cutout here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which most classical classicals don't have. Um, and then the strap, is this helpful? <laughs> the strap, <laughs> it, you're, you're, you're pretty dead on. I, I think you, you do it in reverse. You do, it's actually, so hard. I know I was not planning. On it. <laughs> no, he did it really well. I think, I think wow, you I have a career well. as a, <laughs> as a, as a weatherman for the, for the news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah the guitar here. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then um, what, uh, what pro, and then you got that microphone you're going into, which one is that? Yeah. So this is a road NT one a, which is a, condenser mic pretty pretty entry-level mic and it just goes into a focus right scarlet and then into a mac a mac book here that i've got so pretty pretty what simple program are you using on pretty your simple mac? setup garage band or do you got pro tools uh, or? logic logic, logic. Pro. okay yeah a lot, a lot yeah. of people are using logic i yeah. grew up i mean i've been doing albums since 2003 and that's when i learned pro tools and now i'm like i know that yeah. logic's probably better from what i hear but like i don't want to have to learn a new program at this point <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I, I started using pro tools as well when I started recording in like, yeah, the early two thousands mm-hmm. on a, uh, really old computer in like my parents' attic. <laughs> um, but, uh, I just like had stopped recording for a while and then I got this new computer. So it was, I felt, it almost felt like I was kind of starting from scratch recording wise. So I thought, you know, and you know, the apples, a lot of the apples that it's just, it is like easier to use in, in some ways it, the the whole user they're user friendly, man. They're user friendly. User friendly, yeah. That's what they got. Yeah. They so I know it's, it's maybe I don't know. I know I know Pro Tools is more the industry standard. It's a little, it's a little cooler, right? To you know, <laughs> a little more cred to know Pro Tools. I feel like still, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's old school. It's old school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Another thing that I'm that I'm intrigued about in your room there though is uh, what's going on with that lamp over your left shoulder. Oh, uh, you mean this lamp right here, right there? <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. What is that? What is, is that a guy fishing? A, it's a no. It's a cowboy. He's a uh, he's adjusting his spurs. It's a cowboy lamp. Ah. <laughs> I so my my I grew up in uh I grew up in in the Chicagoland area, but my mom's parents lived in Arizona. Uh, so we'd go there every summer, and they were very into uh just Western culture. So I feel like that's been a uh uh aesthetically ingrained in me to really like it i got some i got some more of these gene i think gene zench i don't think these are actually gene zenches but these are like uh some little cowboy figures that i've accumulated from uh from there as well 
but um, I don't know. I kind of like Western, yeah, you, Western you, decor. Do you like uh, Do you like Western as a, a genre of movie? Um, I, yeah, I've never really actually gotten into Westerns. I've seen some of like the newer, I feel like there's been some cool new gritty Westerns, but I've never really gotten into the classical Western genre. Yeah, I did a little bit of classical. I mean, good, bad, and the ugly. Clint Eastwood stuff was, was pretty cool yeah. back in the day. And then you know, I'm the biggest fan of Tombstone. I've said it a million times on this podcast. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, yeah, and there has been a couple couple ones. That... Pretend to Yuma was pretty good. The remake of that. The, hmm. That one was good. Hmm. I don't know why they don't make more Western movies. Like, I know that our parents, that was like the huge thing, Westerns back in the day. But mm-hmm. you just they, they don't come around as much. I mean, I'm on board every time I see them, but. Well, I think yeah, I think, I think once I they like, once they made Blazing Saddles, they were like, we can't get any better than this. So. Yeah, and you can't make it again. So. <laughs> you definitely cannot make it again. <laughs> well, I feel like there were a few recent. I feel like the newer ones are a little bit. I mean, they're very different than the old ones. Right. I feel like there's like, uh, you know, they they kind of don't seem exactly the same as like what a, a classical Western movie would be be right. Like, um, I you know I feel like the Coen Brothers do, you know movies that might kind of fall into like new like neo-western yeah for sure yeah things or uh where's that movie um, the hateful eight was amazing yeah yeah hell or high water that was another one i I think that came out um i like the the mandalorian while it's star wars it felt like an how old did you Western. just jump to Star Wars when we were talking about Western? <laughs> well, films? that's what people talked about. It. The, the way they that John Favreau looked at it was like an old Western. It's more yeah. like a guy comes into town, he's gonna clean up the place. And if you come, if you come yeah, into it I with that, that, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's what they are now. I feel like they they're kind of, you know, I feel like the old classical Western genre is so. It's just there's just so much of it that I feel like they're, they're kind of doing twists and and mashups of it a little bit. For sure, for sure. Now back to the folk music, though, real quick. I wanted to ask you yeah. if your uh, friend of the show, Mike Turner, um, did that split with No Effects, and they covered each other's songs a couple years ago. Did you hear this at all? Uh, no. Oh, dude, you gotta check it out. It's like because he's more like band folk. I know you're like singer songwriter by yourself, but mm-hmm. he, he did a uh, did a like Eat the Meek and a couple other really great covers. Um, yeah, that were that were in the in the folk region, I guess. Yeah. But if you haven't heard it, then I guess that question is fucking stupid. So, <laughs> <laughs> wait. So it was no effects, and, and well, who did the Frank Turner? You Frank said Turner. I said Mike. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, Frank. Turner. I, I apologize, I Frank. I apologize. <laughs> I should remember that. It's like my it, son's name too. Yeah, he's an English uh, guy, and uh, yeah, I think he kind of blew up over there, and then Fat Mike really liked his stuff, and then they ended uh-huh. up doing this this random split. And, He's all in, ingrained in the punk rock community. Yeah. And yeah, you should check him out. It's kind of similar. Do you have any, I mean, you got kids in the grander scheme of life, you know, scheduling is kind of hard and it sounds like you got a, a nine to five as well, mm-hmm. but is touring or are you planning on trying to get some dates out when you get the new record out or what? Any, um, I mean, there's no plans right now. I mean, I think this whole thing is, you know, still kind of, I'm still trying to, I'm fitting it into my, my ordinary life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm still kind of pretty protective of my, uh, of my, of my family time, you know, and you, you need um, it, you need it, man. Definitely. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the, what the live perform. I, you know, I play around here in Chicago a little bit. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I don't know what it would look like in the future. I, I'm still kind of, kind of trying to see where this whole thing's going to go, uh, and, you know, and kind of playing it out, but, 
um i don't know i don't know where that's gonna go for live live performance wise you know uh, when your album's coming out or when the what um we're planning on april of next year um uh so yeah i'm just finishing it up i was working with my mastering engineer uh today so we're hoping to get it out to the pressers soon um which is uh i think a pretty big variable as to how long it's actually going to take with the with the vinyl pressers yeah um so we're trying to work that work that out and you gotta get the uh the acetates first check those Mm -hmm. out and then send it back when they don't make it heavy enough or make it sound really good or they it's sped up and then you gotta <laughs> yeah yeah then you gotta have them redo it a couple of times it does it's a process for sure yeah right. it's worth it having vinyl is fucking sick i love it is, is it gonna yeah. be just vinyl and then digital uh, uh we're doing uh printing some cds as well that was another nice. thing on the that was another thing where i was just like i didn't really know i don't really listen to cds but I think people still listen to CDs. <laughs> do, uh, do they? I don't, Everything's I, coming back. Cassettes are coming back. Like, I mean, yeah. everything. That's yeah. People are doing cassettes again. Yeah. But I don't think they're back to CDs yet. Cause like vinyl came back first and then tape cassettes are coming back a little bit. And then in yeah. another 10 years, they'll be like, Oh, remember CDs. Oh, yeah. It's wild. And they'll, I'll bring out my, my big, uh, was it the big, uh, folder of all my CDs again. And uh-huh. we used to have underneath the seat in the just car. The big old <laughs> yeah. It's still my biggest musical goal is just to get it. Uh, one of my own CDs stuck between the seats of people's cars. All over. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my highest yes. musical aspiration. You remember, remember when they first started putting CD players in the cars and they would, they would skip all the time. Cause oh, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't have them like, what, what a bad idea. Yeah. Like imagine like putting like a record player on your dashboard <laughs> yeah. and just like trying to, and they didn't have anti-skip protection or anything yet. I was yeah. like, Oh my God, this is terrible. It's like, Oh, we should have thought of this. I'm going to go back to my cassettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all aging ourselves right now. Perfectly. I just yeah. got a car and cause hers got totaled and she's like, whatever we find, I need a CD player in it. And I was like, wow, that's, that's quite an ask. Yeah. It's tough. I, yeah, tough I, I think to some people are still committed. I mean, the tier we did for the CD did not, I mean, I, I don't, I think it's like 30, maybe 30 or 40. Um, but yes, I mean, way less than the vinyl, but like, uh, I don't know. We're still, we thought well, we'd try it out still. I mean, I don't, I don't know your numbers and we, we don't, we're not going to go into it here, but I just wonder how that works. And I mean, now they don't do sound scan and all that stuff, but I mean, looking at what you raised, I wouldn't be surprised if you got on some kind of charts, if it registered that way, mm-hmm. it's just how album sales are today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like everything's digital these days of selling hard copies is hard to do. So you're doing, doing, great. yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that gets registered. I, I should look that up. <laughs> it definitely counts. It definitely counts for more than the, than the digital streams, but we yeah. can talk about the numbers. This guy, I mean, let's, let's, let's boast a little bit here about our guest, Brian roses on Spotify alone. You got 20,000, uh, uh, weekly, uh, is it weekly or monthly listeners? Like, uh, it's uh, monthly. That's, yeah. that's still great, man. That's, that's fantastic. 20,000 people. That's great. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's still kind of crazy when I on the Spotify app you can see how many uh people are currently listening. I feel mm. like it's always a very exciting exciting thing to see. Well, like, like in real time right what they're listening. How often listening are you, how often are you checking that out though, Brian? Well, I feel like it's less it's less now, you know. But uh, <laughs> I used to, you know, when it, when when everything first started taking off it was very very exciting. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fun. Man. Um I don't know. I, I want to ask about your yeah, what's yeah. it like for you having kids when you're when you're touring? Well, I just, I just started touring again. So, um, 
it's been yeah so you, you had a, like a hiatus for a while is- yeah yeah it was in 2018 yeah. uh we had to cancel a, t- a tour that we had lined up with the prophets of rage um our our vocalist uh, uh got uh, some damaged vocal cords there. okay um and then we just took the opportunity we're like all right it was kind of the last leg of the tour anyway we'll yeah scratch it come back to it maybe another time whatever but Right now, we're just going to go home. We all have young kids. We're going to be with our kids a little extra time mm-hmm. and then start writing a new record, which we did. Everything went to plan. We started writing in 2019, and we were about to get in the studio, and then the pandemic hit, and we we're like, well, I guess we're in real no no real rush Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> to finish this thing. <laughs> so we took a little bit more time to finish it, which you know I think worked out for the better for us because... There was some there was some fat that still needed to be trimming that we probably would have left on the record had we not had mm-hmm. that extra time to yeah. really think think it through. So it ended up working out. But yeah, to to answer your question more directly, yeah, we were off uh, for like five years, almost six years uh, of touring. And I'm still working, but it's writing and doing this podcast at home. Mm-hmm. So my son just thinks of me as a stay at home dad mostly, you know, because yeah. I'm just working from the house, you know, and. Uh, uh, it was fun. The first show uh, we did coming back was, well, we did Vegas to like kind of warm up, but then we, our first real show was in uh, Daytona. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had my family come out with me, went to Orlando a couple days early, did Disney World, all four parks yeah. in two days, and then did the show. And he was just like, I got to see him from the stage. He went out to the front of house and then was walking down. It was a festival. So like the middle part was, was empty and he was walking back yeah. from it. I got to wave to him and say hi and stuff. It was it was pretty cool. Um, so it's pretty epic is what you're trying to yeah, say. Yeah, it's fucking epic. It's fucking epic. Because it's like, to that point, though, it's like stay at home dad. And I'm like, this is what dad really does. This is like, this is where I make money. <laughs> like, uh-huh. and, uh, yeah. and it's a cool job, you know, and it's, it's a different yeah. job. Um, so he understands it. And then, but that was summertime. He got to come out a few times. But then now that school started up, he, he wasn't able to, he came out for like a week on the last leg, which was cool, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. long or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you end up missing him, of course, but yeah, you know, that's, that's the hard part is you, but if you do it, like we're doing it much shorter legs now, like this five week leg was a little long in the tooth, I'll be honest, but like mm-hmm. the one before it was three and a half weeks and it's all yeah. like a conscious decision with us, with, with us. We're like, we still, we want to be here. We want to, we want to have fun and do, yeah. do what we love doing, but we don't want to miss home that much. So we're going to have to right. make these legs a little shorter. And you've all, you said you've all got young kids pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. For the yeah. most part. So that, that's probably pretty helpful. Everyone's oh, yeah. kind of had this, has the same incentives to. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Accommodate. It works that's, out. That's it works awesome. out. And then, you know, we all, we have three band buses. We split up between the five members and, you know, yeah. the kids will come out for whenever they can and, and get to mm-hmm. experience the road too. So that'll be good. Yeah. I was, I was watching, I watched your uh, Madison Square Garden show from last year it was uh, like it's insane what was that that's insane just playing madison square garden <laughs> it was it was surreal man i mean it was yeah i mean we played in front of big crowds but just the history of yeah. madison square garden i mean like i was i talked about it here on the podcast like that day um we were waiting around to do a sound check because it was for one of the first arena shows in a long time and uh i just i literally walked the entire place every level and just looked at all the the cool suites and and all the the events that have had have had happened over the years spanning mm-hmm. how long that place has been around it's just it's unbelievable i mean like i didn't even realize it was marilyn monroe singing 
uh, happy birthday, Mr. President, John F. Kennedy was in Madison Square Garden. They have a picture of it there. I was like, oh. Oh, it was? I yeah, didn't know that. I didn't realize I that. didn't realize that until you told me either. That's, I was like, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, that's, that was here. I had no idea, you know? And yeah. there's a lot of other, and I'm a big, huge uh, professional wrestling fan. So there was mm -hmm. like Hulk Hogan stuff everywhere because like that was Madison Square Garden is where Vince McMahon in the 80s put like all of the biggest pay-per-views that he had because they're from Connecticut. The company's in Connecticut. So... Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little, a little taste of it right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love or want to love or hate yeah imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that that uh has impacted your life uh and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week so triangulate your speakers think about jumping off the bed singing along dancing like an idiot and listen to axe grind podcast With that mustache, it makes me think you'd be a professional wrestling fan. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's just an assumption. I'm no, I yeah, it's, I don't I don't really have too much knowledge of professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a you got two boys, four and six. You got to you got to get them in. Yeah, it. it's all amateur wrestling that I'm very familiar with. Amateur wrestling, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just in my house, localized in my house. Right, right. So what, what are your kids into? Yeah. Uh, my older son is into music. He, uh, he takes piano. He, he got really into music pretty young. I, I was, I'm very, in, I really like, um, again, kind of going back to the songwriter thing. I, I went through a period of really getting into like 1940s, like jazz standards. Um, oh, and Benny Goodman and stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. Like Johnny Mercer. I think I, ha I have a picture like Johnny Mercer, Hoagie Carmichael, um, you know, people that were writing just these songs with such intricate chord progressions mm -hmm. but then lyrically i feel like everything was just so everything just tied together so beautifully um but then uh so but my son so that era i feel like i really love that like 1940s music so i was really we, when he was young we would listen to like the glenn miller orchestra oh yeah and he got super hard into the glenn miller orchestra really That's and he rad. would play like this little like saxophone like on the uh, this little, you know, just toy instruments. So he got super, super into that. Um, and so it's just kind of, it's kind of, you know, kids interests just totally go up and down all the time. So oh, he's yeah. kind of gone up and down throughout it, but he's, he's taking piano lessons and he's, uh, you know, he's written a few like, you know, songs on the, 
on the piano. He's written um, songs. His, and he's six. Wow. Yeah. Frankie, yeah. He's slacking, bro. Watch this later. <laughs> slacking. <laughs> yeah. He he's he's written a few like really cool songs. We've actually we've recorded a few of them. Um, I I've thought about like you know I feel like the whole social media thing in my kit. I feel like that's something I've still not quite sure like how much I want to put them on. You know. Yeah, I think you kind of have to wait until they're ready. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, like, yeah. That's just my opinion, but. Yeah, because I, I, he wrote these few things we recorded him. I kind of wanted to share him a little bit, but I, I don't know. I haven't really, haven't really done that yet. Um, well, he's got to grow yeah. a mustache and sit on the same balcony and do yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's what it. I told him. It's just like, you know. Put a not, fake mustache on him and post that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you, you did point out that like the, the fluctuation in kids' interests at that young age too. So, I mean, as we were talking about Halloween just passing, like, like, yeah. If you if you want to know what how fast their shit changes, just ask them for a couple months leading up what they want to be for Halloween, and you'll see. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like dinosaurs. That my older son also like got into dinosaurs, like insane. Like he just knew all these dinosaur names that I never even heard of. And then all of a sudden it was just gone. Like the one day, it seems like it happened overnight where it's just like, no, I, I don't care about dinosaurs. Same dude. <laughs> I, it was like the first words he was learning was like all these different dinosaur names. I was like, yeah, and he, he could say them like properly. And I was like, what the yeah. hell? Pachycephalosaurus. Yeah. Like, I, I never, I don't think, I don't know. I never knew that one growing up. <laughs> that wasn't in Jurassic Park. I don't know that one. <laughs> I know. I just do the classics. Give me your Triceratops. Come on. <laughs> Fun stuff though, man. Um, back to the booze though. I'm pre- hey, good on you for uh, staying true to it so far and your superstition mm-hmm. there. Um, <laughs> uh, were you in sports actually? Let's go, let's let's pivot that one real quick because a lot of times uh, the superstition comes from you know like when you're you know a, a student athlete. No, uh, no, never really, never really been into uh, into sports too much. I um, I played football in high school which most people who know me now think that's really really weird (laughs) um uh but yeah i i was i did i did football and i played track a little bit but um uh yeah i think i i do uh i'm kind of engaged in sport i like coach soccer now oh yeah which i know nothing about soccer (laughs) um but i'm now the coach yes charge that's 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 how you know that's how it goes yeah are you always even killed like this Am I always, or do you get kind of into it a little more of like, does your, well, your temperament there? It, it's like four to six. So I feel like you don't want to get too, uh, you know, there's, you're, there's not too much like fighting amongst the coaches quite yet. It's not too, we're mostly trying to get them to go in the right direction. Yeah. Is, is the main, <laughs> that's the main, uh, coaching point. Absolutely. Um, you know, throughout the games, we always like get everyone to raise their hand and then point in the direction of the goal that we're going towards. <laughs> yep. Um, so, uh, that's, you know, <laughs> my son's been in soccer so since he was four as well. So I, I know that very really, well. <laughs> yeah, they put, so my, again, four and six, uh, but the way our town is, they're both on the same team. It's like between ages four to six. Okay. And that's a, that's, that's a, a big, big difference. Difference. Like, yeah. you know, it, there's one game where the other team, like all the old kids were like not there that day. So it was our team versus our average age was maybe like five and a half and their average age was four. And it was just like, this isn't going to, yeah. it's going to go well for you guys. No. <laughs> Slaughter. What yeah. position did you play in football real quick? I was an offensive lineman. Hell yeah. But like on, um, 
I was on the C team. Right. There was a C team. <laughs> so it's not very good. Okay. Okay. Well, well we yeah. can move on from the sports then. So that's not where the superstition <laughs> came from. Um, what, what, I mean, again, what did, what, what prompted you to stop drinking? Uh, did you, did you feel like you were drinking too um, much at a point or was it just like, eh? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I think it's, maybe it's just a getting a little older thing of just like, I just feel better when I don't drink, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, um, true. it's true. Which I think that's always been the case. But uh, I'm just yeah. like kind of now, I mean, obviously like, I, I mean, no one feels feels too great the next day, but I think uh, now it's just kind of like, you know, it just feels a little less less worth it to me right now, I, I suppose. Right. Um, and, what, what, uh, what was your uh, drink of choice though before? Um, I, I really like... Uh, scotch lagavulin ah, I, nice. I got a bottle i I never had lagavulin before um i think during the pandemic i got a bottle i splurged and got a bottle of it because it's not it's not cheap yeah lagavulin um, 16 I, I presume yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i was like well, this is like nothing i've ever had before it's like it was like a brand new thing uh uh but yeah i i my my dad uh was a johnny walker guy you know mm-hmm. so i feel like we'd, we'd have scotch you know together but um that night on our honeymoon my wife and i went to uh italy for our honeymoon i had a, a, a negroni for the first time there mm-hmm. i was like oh man that's a good drink <laughs> yeah it's a dangerous one too that's a good drink I yeah like it. yeah uh, some good drinks right there scotch man well if you yeah. ever go off the wagon again we'll have to share your scotch together because i'm also yeah. a scotch guy <laughs> yeah what's your what's your kind of scotch uh well I do like the Lagavulin 16 um some of my some of my favorites I I prefer the stuff like that's peatier like that from Isla uh-huh. the yeah. island um uh, off of Scotland there um Ardbeg uh Laphroaig, um Brooklodic, all those all those uh heavy peat um mm-hmm. scotches are kind of my jam yeah there was one that was in Highland that had a decent amount of peat and it was my very favorite bottle and they stopped making it it was Deanston 30 year. Uh, it was a two hundred and fifty dollar bottle, but I can't find it anywhere anymore, and it makes me really, really, oh, really? sad because it was like yeah. the best scotch I'd ever had in my life. What's it called? Deanston. 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 And it okay. was the, specifically the thirty year. I've had other Deanstons; they're still all right, but like yeah. the Deanston thirty year was like that was that was my jam. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I think I think with a lot of the the like the scotch thing, uh, you know, I feel like with a lot of scotches, I can't really tell that much of a difference but i think the eight i, I guess i maybe i just had never really had a, a really good scotch um, <laughs> it's, a, it's an, it's, it's an expensive like, like, it's an, yeah it, it is yeah. an expensive hobby let's i'll put it that yeah. way <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> well you mentioned that i was like is that the ron swanson one and it is because of your mustache i was like of course you drink that i think it is oh. the ron swanson one i think that's why I, probably where i'd heard of it on parks and recreation yeah uh, that's exactly <laughs> what it is well I'll let you go here in a second but uh wanted to talk a little bit more about uh some of your originals i, I you did a i just saw you was this for halloween you did like a ghost song uh oh yeah by the, by i the just, fire? just released that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. by the well, uh-huh. well was that for halloween uh or well that's a song i'd i'd written or started to write like a year ago um i wanted to write a song that was from the perspective of like a uh a ghost and the person that the ghost is haunting at the same like you could listen to it and you could the, the words could apply to the ghost and the person being haunted um 
but I never had quite finished it. Um, but then, yeah, just a couple of days ago, I was like, I really want to do something for Halloween. Um, so I, it was one of those things where it's just like a song has just been sitting there, like an idea for a song and maybe a few lines, but it's just like, I've never been able to finish it. Um, but it's just one of those things where the pressure just kind of kicked in and I was just like, I want to do this before Halloween. And it just came together. So I just re- recorded it and put it, put it out there. Um, just yeah, just the other day. <laughs> yeah, dude. The perspective. That's thing. cool. Makes, how fast makes me think can of with... Patrick Swayze in in Ghosts. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's secretly about that scene from Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Not so secret anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, egg. <laughs> lastly, I just want to ask, like, so obviously we talked about uh, managing time and everything like that, and you got a, a, a regular job as well. Let's call it quote unquote. What what is your nine to five that you're doing that? Um, I do like, and I work in like analytics. I do work at a, like a marketing company <laughs> doing like the marketer what do they folks, say about folks you? Song data work. <laughs> yeah. But what I worked at a number of different jobs. Um, I don't, I haven't really talked to, uh, any people about it, to be honest. Really? At work. Yeah. So I was at a, uh, so I've worked at a number of different places. I used to work at a school and places I worked at before, um, they would kind of play my songs at, I wrote like a Christmas album, a full, when I was into the 1940s jazz standards music, I was like, I really want to write this kind of music, but I never really knew how to do it um, or how to make the words not sound corny. But then I started listening. I started writing Christmas songs. And I was just like, this is it. This is how I can do it. Um, write like lyrics that sound like, you know, cool. So I, I wrote and recorded this full like jazz standard style Christmas album. Um but then I was working at this job and they would, you know, they would always kind of play it at like, you know, company meetings and parties. And I was just like, come on, guys. <laughs> so I took everything down. And then when I, you know, where I'm working now, I I decided not to like really, you know, reveal keep too separate. much. about the, Yeah. <laughs> just kind of keeping those worlds separate a little bit. I think they know? get like, I think they got an idea, though, when they see that mustache, They're like that guy's got something on the side that he's. Working yeah, on something's sure. going on. Although I feel like mustaches, I've I've seen quite a few mustaches around, you know, around work. So oh. I think that it's kind of so a, weird, I think it's though. a bigger thing. Mm. That'd be weird to like you have a very predominant look and to just be on your social media and you're just going through and then your face pops. I, I work. I, is that the guy I work with? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> honestly, like I've been working from home for, uh, uh up until, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, we just started kind of going, so back it was in. your wife with the mustache. You said around work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, just, I just mean in the last couple of weeks, I just, just in the last couple of weeks, we started going back in. Mm. Um, so it, it, you know, so we've just kind of been and we didn't really do like video calls when we were like having meetings together so i don't know if anyone knew what i knew what i looked like because it'd been like three years you know so well they know now they know now yeah maybe they don't know (laughs) (laughs) well man thank you so much for being here today really appreciate the time getting to know you man uh be looking for that new record that you're working on right now in april and uh hopefully hear some more of your uh uh, some some more of your uh, originals and stuff. That, that, that's going to be exciting to get a whole album of Bryant Rose's originals. Yeah. 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 Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks to both of you. Appreciate you uh, having me on. Of course, oh, man. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll stay in touch and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Cool. All right, man. Sounds good. Take Cheers. care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. Well, Sam, what do you say? All right. This is where we talk. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> this is this is where we just talk to each other. Yeah, well, that was cool, fun. man. He's just, he seems like a really great guy. You know, good good family man with some folk behind those eyes. You know, I like it. I I like when. I mean, you can tell he's just a genuine guy, you know what I mean? Especially a family man and, you know, good success and things happen to people like that, you know, karmically. I, I, I like that stuff rather than someone just, you know, fighting for that, you know, social media thing. He's He's got his priorities right. That's pretty cool. Absolutely, man. Always good to did see. Did you have a good Halloween before we go? Yeah, man. You know I did. You were with me. We had a great Halloween together last night. That was fantastic. Uh, as I said, we had a, it was, it was Tuesday. So we figured, uh, very apropos to, to get a, a, a taco guy in the backyard. So we had taco Tuesday at the house for Halloween and all the kids were dressed up and running around going crazy, man. It was, it was beautiful. Really fun with, you know, Frankie older. And we were talking about this, just being able to go the whole route and just let them do their things. You don't really have to, you just sit back and watch and then we can have, you know, some drinks while we're walking around and yeah and dude it was great thing I, and i had my so big fun. old lakers mug from the ari shafir uh episode i filled up because i was it's a it's a long journey around the neighborhood so i was like i gotta have a full next year That's i'm just gonna, gonna be heavy though it That's was you know what carry. i was thinking is next time i might i might uh uh use my um my hiking bladder you know for like water <laughs> with the just, just <laughs> <laughs> tell me you're an alcoholic without telling me you're an no, I mean, it was great though. To, to your point, like the yeah. Now that Frankie, this is the first year Frankie was like actually like down to go to every house, and he was sprinting. He, like it was, we had to tell Literally. him to slow down a couple of times. They're like, dude, you're sprinting ahead of the group. Like, stay with the group. So that I was, didn't want to jinx you. Did he crash? Because my kids crashed at home. I mean, after everyone left, yeah, um, yeah. He was he was done, which was great. But um, yeah, dude, fucking. Halloween, just so much fun. I, I just always have a great time on Halloween. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's an excuse to drink during the week around your, around your kids. Um. <laughs> oh my God. I have, a, I videoed Sawyer, my son, cause he literally broke down crying, bawling, saying he was going to write letters to the school board because they had to go to school the next day. Cause wow. everybody, we heard all these other people and I just like secretly brought my camera up and I'm like, Oh yeah, tell me more about. Oh, that. so it's a it's a good rant. Oh, I, you got to send me that. I want to see. Oh, yeah, that. I'll send it to you. He is just going off like this is unreasonable. <laughs> These school board. All like, of a Whoa. sudden, he's like a mature, uh, like a mature yeah, adult. Like, with how he's I like, know about school board. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Man? Yeah. <laughs> it is a shame though, because I remember last year, and you know, was the first year that Frankie was in. He was in kindergarten, so his first year he was in public school, and yeah, it was like. <laughs> They got the next day off. I was all genius. Yeah, why? Why wouldn't you? You know, we didn't get that. I don't no, remember that. I never had. They're like no. tough shit. Well, yeah. they they don't even do the when we were kids. You did the Halloween parades on, on the school day. Oh, yeah. We went to school dressed up on Halloween, and everybody would get a chance to to walk in their parade around the around the campus, and everyone would vote on you know best costumes and stuff. That was that was a fun day of school. I that's one I was always excited to actually go to. You know. Yeah. But, you know, they, they had to take that away. I don't know why. Well, that's school specific. Karen's school still does it. So. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I got a bone. It was still better when we were kids. Yeah. It was. Everything was better. Yep. 
kids today. Yeah. Taking our Ninja Turtles and all yeah. of our, our stuff, you know. He's ruining it. Making Bebop and Rocksteady good guys. What the fuck? So you say that. I watched that movie afterwards, and I didn't think they didn't make them that good of guys. They're fighting against the ultimate villain. That's, that's true. I mean, what are you drinking right there? Oh, you know what I'm drinking, buddy boy. Electric Melonade from uh, our seltzer. Our drinks with Johnny Seltzer made by Four Sons here. It's fantastic. It's such a it's such a good, mellow, refreshing drink. I have to say they they nailed it. And I I, I could say that because it's not like I was in there making the batch. I just said what flavors I wanted, and they nailed it right off the bat. And I think it's a fucking fantastic drink. I'm not even a watermelon fan, and I really enjoy it. It's yeah. refreshing. Now we're gonna have to follow up with uh, was it Craft Shack? See if we could start sending these some some states. Yeah. And maybe do a live uh, podcast over there or something. We were talking about that. Oh, yeah. We got to do that still, too. Yeah. Yeah. Lots in the works. Lots, lots in the works. Lots and lots of stuff coming to you guys here from Drinks with Johnny. Um, this is the time where I'm going to let everyone know once again to remind you, if you haven't already, make sure you're following us everywhere on social media and wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube and drinkswithjohnny.com. And that's it. Um, so make sure you're... Uh, following us all those places so we're gonna keep uh keep on keeping on getting a new episode every tuesday to you guys and then uh sometimes fridays this friday is gonna be a good one because we're gonna finish that bracket that we just did from uh uh the other day with uh spencer charnas so, yeah that was great that was that was a great episode too man it was a fun one but i i had no idea what brandon was thinking when he gave us that many brackets or that many uh people to go through so we're gonna have to finish it wouldn't that be a up. game without us fucking it up somehow yeah right oh i just realized as we're saying this this is it'll already be out because <laughs> this is coming huh. out Tuesday. how'd you guys like that i i, I, I how did your bracket match up to ours on Friday? Well, you think we're gonna get through it? Because I think I think this we're is gonna, gonna we're gonna do, we're gonna do it. We're gonna pound through okay. it. We're gonna get up and we're gonna get up in the morning, pound some coffee, and get through that shit. Well, so comment that, below uh, if we got through this or not. Let us know <laughs> if it was That'd be really funny. Everyone's commenting <laughs> about the Friday episode on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's the case. And uh, uh, thank you guys again for watching, listening, wherever you're uh, uh, ingesting. Uh, drinks with Johnny. Really appreciate you guys. It's been a fun project to do with my boys here, Sam and Brandon, who's not here today. But uh, thank you guys for listening, watching, supporting, all those wonderful things. Until next time, as always, cheers. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans... 
we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.